Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hello, and welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast. I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. I interviewed my friend and expert in publicity, Selena Sue. Selena is such a connector and she does everything with her heart. And in this interview, we talk about both personal stories and strategies when it comes to impacting millions of people around the world with your message. You're going to recognize that while you're listening to this, you may find yourself really thinking, oh, wow, I can relate to some of this information. I can relate to the feeling when I'm about to put myself out there in the public. So I can't wait for you to enjoy this episode. Before you do, I want to read a little bit about Selena. Selena Sue is a publicity and marketing strategist for visionary entrepreneurs, experts, and authors who want to reach millions with their message. She's helped clients and students get featured in places like O, The Oprah Magazine, Forbes, and Inc., and land interviews on popular podcasts and national TV. Many of Selena's clients have become industry leaders with six and seven figure businesses, raving fan base, and hundreds of thousands of followers. Her signature approach comes down to building powerful and long lasting relationships with influencers and in the media in a thoughtful, authentic way. Hi, Selena. I'm so happy that you're here. Today is going to be such a special time to talk with you about so many different topics. And I feel like you are the expert with publicity. Um, So I'm excited for everyone to listen to your story and your amazing tips on, you know, really how to get started or how to continue with this journey. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. I'm just so grateful for your friendship. And I feel like, you know, this is going to be a really juicy conversation, a really important conversation. So I'm excited to get started. Yes. So I want to first start and ask you, how did you even get into this field of publicity? Right. That's such a great question. Yeah. So I got into the field of publicity because when I was in my mid twenties, I had this quarter life crisis and I found myself, you know, I was working at a nonprofit Um, on some level. It was my dream job. I wasn't making very much. um, But at the same time, you know, personally, I was struggling with low self-esteem, low self-worth, and I was having trouble getting out of bed in the mornings. I was having cutting food into my body and things got so bad that my mom flew all the way from Vancouver, Canada to New York, where I was living just to be by my side. And I remember she would like accompany me to work. Like she would, you know, help me like just get out of bed, you know, accompany me on the subway, you know, walk me to like my office door. And I was like this little school girl going to, you know, school. I was just so helpless. Um, 
so yeah, that's where I was at that point. And then I remember, you know, asking a friend, like, do you know someone who can help me? Cause I can't keep feeling this way. I need to find a way to feel better. And that's when I discovered this female life coach and she had this, you know, women's group that met and through her, um, I learned about all these experts and authors and inspirational personalities. And one of the things I realized is that when people are struggling and suffering, they don't just need more information about what to do differently, but they also need inspiration. And for me, there is nothing more inspiring than a person who embodies a message of hope and possibility, someone who's been on the other side of your pain. And so I call these people role models, and I'm just so passionate about elevating role models, people with an important message, a story that could change someone's life, save someone's life, or maybe they've got just this amazing product and service. They can get that product out into the world. It's really going to improve people's quality of life. So that is why I do what I do. I'm so passionate about it. And I just feel so blessed to do this work each day. Wow. No, that's pretty powerful because I feel like it is in those moments of difficulty that there's so much that can come from those moments. It's like these little golden nuggets. And sometimes in the moment of going through that difficult time with having your mom come down and be there with you, you know, sometimes it's not easy to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you know, those moments really shift our perspective in so many different ways. So Mm -hmm. with that situation, how long did it take you to sort of shift with your coach? Oh, that's such a great question. I mean, I would say, you know, within months, like even at work, my boss was like, oh, there's something that's different about you. You know, what are you doing? And I told her that I was in this personal development program. But, you know, as we all know, personal development takes time and we're always on the path of growth. But I would say, you know, within several weeks, there were some very major shifts And I'm so grateful for those shifts. And I think, you know, and I've kind of, there have been moments where, I mean, thankfully today I'm like in the best place of my life. But, you know, when I was in my mid twenties, there were also times in my early thirties where I fell back into a depression or just, you know, was going through hard times. But I think every time it happened, like deep down, I knew this is happening for a reason that I'm learning all these lessons and I'm going through this pain so that I can use this to help other people. I just had that knowing it didn't necessarily make things feel better because I still felt really crappy. Um, but I I knew that it was for a higher purpose. Right. And it's funny because you are in the fields of publicity and, you know, I know personally when I'm going through a difficult time, I just want to be underneath my covers and I I don't, I want to like hibernate. So I'm sure that's, that was like a whole process to kind of come out and be more visible after going through those times. So, what would you suggest to people that are very sensitive to energy? Cause a lot of people listening here are very empathic yeah. and they're afraid to be visible. Maybe they're going through something. Maybe they're just afraid to show up in the world because they think, well, what if I'm not that credible or, or what if yeah. I'm not good enough? You know, these things that come up in, in entrepreneurs minds, you know, what if, Oh my gosh, there's so, so much to unpack there, but I'll start by just sharing a personal story. Um, so when I first got started with publicity, I was working with this incredible client, Kanisha, and she was like, Selena, I want to spread your message into the world. I want my audience to know about you. I want to do an interview with you. And I remember on the one hand feeling flattered and excited, but then simultaneously feeling terrified because I was really comfortable being more of that behind the scenes person supporting and lifting someone else up versus having myself be in the 
spotlight. Um, so I like, wasn't sure, but deep down I knew, you know, I, I need to do this. This is someone that cares about me and I want to help and reach more people. And so, you know, I was super nervous leading up to the interview and I remember recording the interview and it being like this out of body experience because I was so in my head and so uncomfortable and so self-conscious. And afterwards I watched the recording and I remember like covering my face with my hands. Like I really felt like, oh my goodness, I'm like watching a horror movie. Like <laughs> I really take this in. And, um, you know, I was talking so fast. I had terrible eye contact. I was like in my head, you know, and I, my interns were counting my filler words because I was in a program called Toastmasters that helps you with public speaking. I knew that was one of my um, biggest weaknesses and biggest fears. And I had 137 filler words and the interview wasn't even over. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I remember thinking like, this is a disaster. We need to delete this. We need to get this off of YouTube. No one can see it. And then my interns were like, you know what? I actually think this was a good interview. I think people are really going to like it. And I remember that moment being completely stunned. Like what? And then I thought, you know, what if they're saying, what they're saying is actually true. And so I did share the interview with my email list. I think I had maybe up to 2000, not 2000, sorry, 200 or so people at the time. And um, I stepped away from my computer. I made a smoothie, tried to calm myself down. And when I got back, I had these beautiful messages um, from people who are so encouraging and like, wow, you've got away with your words and telling stories. So there's really four lessons I want all of your listeners to take yeah. away. These are lessons I carry with me. But number one is that we are our own worst critic. So We're Right? Isn't it true? We're our own worst critic and we're usually doing better than we think. Other people are not analyzing and counting our fellow words and, oh, she broke eye contact. People, you know, they, they don't really care. <laughs> right? so we're the ones who are critical. Um, and then number two is that we can't compare our beginning to someone else's end. Even if we've been doing our amazing work for a while, we may be day one on our publicity journey, right? And really putting ourselves out there, getting into media or doing interviews or being seen on big, you know, virtual stages, whatever it is. And so, you know, we tend to compare ourselves to that mentor that we admire and learn from our favorite author. Maybe we see them gracing like the Ted stage and we're like, oh my gosh, like where I am and where they are, there's like this gap. Um, but you have to understand that they are perhaps five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years ahead of you. Maybe they've hired coaches. So you on day one cannot be compared to them. Um, and imagine where you could be, you know, on day, you know, or year one, year two, if you really kind of made this a, a priority. And the third thing is this idea of taking consistent and imperfect action. You know, you have to accept that you are going to be imperfect and being imperfect is totally fine. It's where you're at. It's beautiful. It's relatable. And the only way to bridge the gap from where you are and where you ultimately want to be is to be imperfect. You just can't escape it. And then the last one, this helps me so much. Like I always remind myself this is that it's not about me. It's the people I'm helping. I'm not like showing up and doing these interviews or speaking on virtual stages because of my ego. Cause I want people to be looking at me or to impress them. I'm doing it because I feel like I have something that really matters. I feel like I have a story. I have a message. I have tools. I have things that can transform people's lives. Um, for me, you know, I, I feel like I help people step into their full potential, right. When they know that they're meant for more and they're meant to help people and people just don't even know that they exist. And that means that there's, you know, one less person, if not thousands or even millions of 
of less people that aren't going to be touched by their powerful message. So that's why I'm doing it. It's not for me. And I feel like that's why, you know, all of the, the, the women and the men in your world are showing up. Yeah. So, you know, even if you mess up and trip up on your words, or maybe you're telling yourself, I feel like I look like a fool. That's okay. I don't mind looking like that because that's not even what it's about. Oh my gosh. Those are so valuable. Those tips. And it's making me think about the power of really, truly being yourself. And I, I always, um, I interviewed someone named Andina Morjani and she had a near death experience and her whole message was about the importance of being yourself. And sometimes when you think of publicity and being out there, you think, okay, I, I need to make sure everything looks right. But really, if you come back to that center point and allow things to flow, that's when the magic happens. And I think that I know that people feel the energy behind the messages, especially doing the work um, that we do with um, like empathic entrepreneurs. For me, the group of people that are listening, mm -hmm. you feel the energy. So just yeah. listening to you share the story and the tips, people feel your energy and the genuine nature of wanting to impact more people. And mm -hmm. I think that's so important when it comes into play with with why we're doing it. Cause it's very common. I know the business owners that I've worked with, they're afraid to be visible because they don't want to come off as egotistical or, um, you know, be, they, they want to be in the spotlight, but then they have the fear of what people think, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that I love that you said, gosh, where do I want to begin? But one, one thing is something that I heard you say once um, when I think you and Tony were doing some kind of um, interview and it's this idea that the things that were once so scary to you, once you start doing them consistently, yeah. they become second nature. And isn't that the most empowering thing when you have felt some on some level, like, oh my gosh, if I expose myself in this way, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass myself. And then you're like, over time, you're like, I'm actually good at sharing my story and putting myself out there. It feels so powerful. And also I think that there's, there's like a spiritual lesson in putting yourself out there because we can be so self-critical. We don't want people to think this and that, like, you know, what your true intentions are. Yes. And, you know, we all know the importance of loving ourselves unconditionally. Um, yeah. It's a lot easier said than done. A part of loving yourself unconditionally is doing what you're meant to do. And even if you're imperfect and you feel critical, it's like, no, I still love myself. Even if I messed up because I know what I was doing. I was moving in the direction of my dreams and I mean, even bigger, right? Like helping other people. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's like, I think sometimes, you know, especially when we do that creative work where we're really exposing ourselves. I heard Elizabeth Gilbert say this once, but we have to constantly forgive ourselves in a way, you know, like I'm not where I thought I would be. And it's okay. Like it's beautiful to keep showing up. It's so courageous and brave and what a role model, you know, that you are just yeah. by, you know, your way of being when you do that for other people. That's, that's so true. Now that brings me to my next question, because I know that, you know, you shared a personal story from your life um, early on when um, you had that difficult time where you were going through depression. Now, more recently, yeah. how, how has it been going, like really being visible, like being in the public eye, you're definitely the connector for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, you've had so many amazing connections and in relationships with different people, have you found anything that's come up in your life that's kind of stopped you in your tracks where you had to readjust? Because I know, you know, once you put yourself out there and you're visible, if something difficult happens, you kind of have to go inward. And I'm wondering if anything came up for you 
um, that you want to share here? Because I know you personally, um, but I know that things have transformed in your life in powerful ways. So if you want to share any of those stories. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, when you put yourself out there, whether it's in the media or just your own social media channels or newsletter, and you're developing a relationship with your audience, you know, there's always that desire to be authentic with them, right? And show what's going on in your life. And sometimes there's things that are going on that you're not ready to share. Um, Lindsay, you know, you were there for me. And um, during a time when I was I found myself in an emotionally abusive relationship and, you know, it was something that sort of started as this fairy tale um, where, you know, I was being showered with compliments. This person, you know, made me feel on the top, at the top of the world would take me out to fancy meals and buy me like massive bouquets of flowers and was just all over me. And, um, but then over time, you know, things took a turn. The person who was, um, you know, my number one fan turned into my biggest critic and was putting me down. And that's a sign of an abusive relationship when it's hot and cold, you know? Yeah. Um, and, but I would always rationalize, oh, well, he does this for me. And I know that he loves me and this and that I found myself in, um, kind of a bad situation. And, you know, when you're in, um, an emotionally abusive situation. And it can happen to all of us, whether we are in a romantic situation, it could be with a family member that we know loves us, yet they hurt us consistently. Um, It could be with a friend, it could be in the workplace. um, And you know, something's wrong, but you don't know how to get out of it, you know, And, and you feel embarrassed, because it's like other people, especially in the romantic context, you know, you can imagine people and people have said like, you know, oh, that would never happen to me. Like, I would never do that. I would be out the door this soon as that person said, like that insulting thing to me. But that's oftentimes like not how it works. Um, but yeah, I remember like just feeling really trapped and, and also the biggest, tra- I was really in my mind, you know, I had the yeah. financial means. Fortunately, I was blessed. I had the financial means to leave that situation. And I remember, you know, we were having dinner with a girlfriend and I hadn't really opened up to many people at all. Cause there was so much shame and that shame is what keeps us like trapped in these situations. Right. And I love that, you know, as a friend, you weren't like, you know, I mean, you knew what I wanted to do, which was to leave, but you weren't, you know, forcing me or, you know, sometimes people out of love, they can try to support you, but in a way that's actually unhelpful. And I will always remember the words that you said, and you're like, you know, like that you, you just need to pray that you'll one day, like you'll find the strength to leave. Like I knew that like a flip needed to switch and the next, pretty much the next day, I should really look back to my calendar. Was it one day later or two days later, but something happened and the flip switch. And I just, I couldn't take it. My body, I just, I couldn't be around that energy. And so I left and it was weird because, you know, I was successful. I had been blessed, had built a multi-million dollar business. And yet after leaving that place, you know, I didn't even know where I was going to live. I had to check into a hotel. Um, Things were very uncertain in my life. Um, And it took me a a little over a year before I shared my story with my audience. And the reason why I shared it isn't, wasn't because like, oh, I want people to know that this bad thing happened to me. Um, But I, I think it's because, you know, there's this desire to be congruent. And I didn't want to have this big, shameful secret that I hid because it was something that really shaped me. And, you know, I started my business because I want to help people. Like I want to alleviate suffering. I want people to improve the quality of their lives. And even though I'm known for publicity, I really believe that 
you know, our relationships, including the relationship with ourselves is so critically important. And if anyone has someone in their life that is negative and who is tearing them down and who is making them question themselves, that is affecting how they're showing up in the world, right? And how they can really contribute to other people. So it's something that really matters. And it was just so gratifying to share my story because, you know, people were like, I had no idea this was happening to you. You know, I was at retreats with you. I, you know, um, I was interacting with you. I didn't know that you were going through something so painful at the same time. And other people were saying things like, wow, I have the same story, just different details. Um, Or things like, now I feel less ashamed for being in an abusive relationship for two years. And now that gosh, a year has passed since I shared that story. I have a lot various people who have left marriages, left various abusive situations. Um, and I think that that story was a little bit of a wake up call for them. And, and there's nothing more powerful than our personal story. Obviously our knowledge, our advice, our tips, so powerful, yeah. but stories are ways that we connect and relate to other people. So I think it's so important for us to get our stories out there. And honestly, it's a privilege, an extreme privilege that I have a platform that I have an opportunity to be, you know, interviewed by people like you, Lindsay, um, and share my story. And I feel like there's so many people in your audience that have very important messages that need to get out there into the world. Thank you so much for sharing that because this is huge. And I believe like when I read your message that you sent out, I think it was through a blog or or an email. Where you actually, where you shared the story, which I knew the other end of it, and it was exactly what took place. I, I felt this overwhelming sense of goosebumps because I knew that there was something that was activated from your voice out into the world that you were going to help people just by sharing it, but also in that expression. And that's the totally, you know, it goes back to living in truth. And I believe that with you sharing stories like that, that vulnerability, it brings more of your people closer to you because they feel like they're a part of you and, and and maybe it's, it's not that they link in because they've related to that experience, but they feel like they felt a piece of your heart. You know, there's two different ways that they can feel it because yeah. they're like, wow. So there's so much healing that took place in different ways. Yeah. I mean, it was healing for me. It was also, you know, healing for other people who were reading that story. So yeah, it, it's transformational on so many levels. Right. And it kind of goes back to, you know, this work that, that empathic entrepreneurs are putting out into the world, not to be afraid, you know, to share because it's going to impact everyone. Well, yeah, they, they will be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, the feeling of, of that they are going to be afraid no matter what, but just know that there's going to be good results that come from it later. Yeah, absolutely. And just to share a little more, like, you know, the person that I was in an abusive relationship with, he was very litigious and he acted like, you know, the courthouse was his playground and like, I'm ready yeah. to fight with you. And I'm not a fighter. I'm just not, I don't like to get into arguments. I don't like drama. I'm more of like a lover, a peacekeeper. I'm just not into it. Um, But I didn't want that to be my life. And he made me feel that if I spoke up that he would destroy me and there was that fear. And yeah, and I think of being a public figure like all the terrible things that he could say about me you know, or invent or twist or just try to, you know, but the the interesting thing is that for me, when I actually took a stand for myself, 
that is when he disappeared. <laughs> um, yes. So, you know, sometimes the bark is, um, you know, louder or, or more destructive than the bite. Um, but yeah, no, I really spent, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I remember like, I actually had to like create a spreadsheet and I wrote a list of all the worst case scenarios. What if he says this about me? What if he shares this about me? What if he, you know, does all these things? I looked at all of the terrible things that he could do to me. And, um, and I really took it in as a possibility that this is what would happen to me. And then I sat with myself and I was like, even if the worst thing happens, I still want to share my story yes. um, because it's part of me actually being free. Now, I'm not for one second suggesting that my path is everyone else's path because I don't know, you know, the personal situation. I mean, this person has disappeared from my life. Um, for some people, sometimes it's family members and that can be like a whole different dynamic. Um, I think that, you know, we don't have to share every painful story in our life. I haven't shared every painful story, right. but I think that sometimes our soul just knows. I'm meant yes. to share you know, and, and those are the things where, you know, you want to find the courage to speak up and just some tips around it, you know, friendships, um, mentors, they're so important. You know, before I shared my story, I definitely had people very close to me read the story. There are many rounds of revisions. By the time I put it out into the war, I felt really good about it. And I also had a game plan ready for when he might retaliate or when maybe my audience or students, if they said this or that, like we were already prepared. So, um, you know, in many cases, I think that, you know, we, we absolutely can do it and it can be very powerful and healing. Yes. Yeah. So true. Now I want to kind of ask you some questions too, when it comes to publicity, I know for me, myself, when I first started doing the entrepreneurship journey, I thought, yeah. well, my, I was a third grade teacher, so it was different. You know, I had <laughs> no marketing background, nothing like I was solely focused on the kids. Um, but one of the things that my misconception was you have to have a book to, to go public right. and to be seen. So can you kind of speak on that with, with your form of, um, the publicity and the, and the people that you've connected with, what types of things have you noticed, um, with the work that people are putting out? Does it have to be books? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There is that misconception. I need to be this best-selling author, this internet superstar. I need X number of years of experience. And the big difference between the people that are getting publicity and the ones that are not, or the ones that are getting it are just putting themselves out there. It's that simple. They're putting themselves out there and they feel aligned. They feel like they deserve it. They, they're expecting it. You know, this idea that you get what you expect. And I've had times in my life where, you know, I've been fearful of publicity or not ready to put my myself out there. And I notice myself, you know, making excuses. Oh, now's not the time. All of a sudden I get really busy with other things. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, but the skills of getting publicity are very, they're skills that can absolutely be learned. And so if you're getting the opportunities, their pitches aren't necessarily the absolute best pitches in the world, but they're putting them out there consistently. They're showing up. Um, of course, you know, that's something that I help people with, like, you know, yes. figuring out like their message, how to get it out there. But even, you know, beyond that, it starts with you feeling like this is truly what I want. I feel excited. I'm going to put myself out there and also being okay. If you get like a no here and there, it's totally fine. You're just going to keep on going because eventually you're going to get a yes. It's true. And it's making me think of something that I know about you because, um, I think I've read it or heard you talk on other shows and it's relatable that you're 
you've always been an introvert, right? Naturally. And that's how I am. And, and I think that's a big misconception as you have to be like extroverted to, you know, put yourself out there. But in actuality, there's a lot of introverts that are just, you know, their soul is kind of bubbling up and they know that I it's time. So what would you suggest to those people that are natural introverts? Yeah, I think that you really have to be true to yourself. You know, I, I actually think it's awesome to be an introvert because it can also come with a lot of gifts about being, you know, very deep and thoughtful and intentional. And yeah, there's so many gifts with it. So I know that in some ways, maybe it has held me back, but not really held me back because it just means I've done things differently than other people in my own way that I find, you know, more powerful for me. Um, But, you know, when you are introverted or if you are someone that is self-conscious and shy, you know, don't put pressure on yourself to, you know, be ready for Oprah on day one. Like, let's not even go there right now. Maybe that's later on in your publicity journey. Um, Think about, you know, what are the low hanging fruit opportunities? Are there friends in my world, colleagues, people I'm in community with who care about me and might give me an opportunity to share something with their audience? Can I do an interview with them, you know, on Instagram? Is it on their podcast? Am I writing something um, that they're sharing? But start small and do what feels I mean, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but not like a massive stretch that's not going to feel, you know, healthy for you, right? But you take those small baby steps. um, And when you take those small, consistent baby steps, it like starts becoming comfortable and familiar. And like we said, you know, it felt like scary becomes second nature. So I think that's important. And also understanding like how we best express ourselves. So yeah. You know, for me, I love these longer form interviews when we're having like a really deep conversation. Um, I am going to be actually doing interview or filming a little TV um, clip next week. I'm going to be interviewed, but like TV, that's like a four minute thing. So that's powerful. Like millions of people will hear it, but it's not the same type of depth. Right. So we have to understand like, what are our goals? How do we feel most self-expressed and pursue those particular avenues? And then the other thing I'll say is like managing our energy. I think that that's very important. Um, And for me, even though I'm a publicity expert, I'm not doing publicity year round. And it might shock people that I actually turned down some very big publicity opportunities to be on very big stages, to be around all these big influential people, even though, you know, I I know the value. It's something that like I teach people how to build these kind of meaningful relationships. But I'm like, no, I don't want to get on a plane, fly across the country for this one hour talk. Maybe there'll be a time in my life where I want that, but I'm not interested. Um, I really love doing virtual opportunities from the comfort of my home. And, um, you know, I also think that for me, it's really important for me to be heads down in my work because in addition to publicity, I'm serving my students and my programs. I'm creating, you know, really special experiences to support them. And I'm running a company. Um, And there are some people, which is totally fine. And that's great. Like they're meant to be kind of out there on the speaking circuit most of the time. For me, I emerge during certain times of the year during the spring, because my impacting millions program is around the corner. It does open up one time a year. And when it's not open, I retreat back into my introvert shell. And I do the things that I want to do that feel good, um, that support my students and my team and my company. It's so funny that you answered that. Cause I was actually going to ask you about the energy, yeah. you know, once you put yourself out there and you have all this you, you put yourself out there, you share your story, and then you have all this energy back. Like people are commenting, they're writing you and reaching out that can be tough. And then you do need that recharging time. So 
Yeah. I mean, the other thing is like, so a couple of things, like when I released my personal story at the very end of it, I had a little note that said, um, you know, something along the lines of, you know, um, you know, thank you so much for reading my story. It means the world to me. That being said, please know that I am, you know, not looking to be connected to additional resources or tools or to receive advice or receive a diagnosis of my situation that I um, am being beautifully supported by my team of coaches and healers. And, you know, if you're going through a difficult time, here are some resources I have from you and like a video on how they can safely leave an abusive relationship. Like a, I think maybe like 11 minute video, um, a nonprofit organization and hotlines. So, you know, I already let people know, like, I'm not um, necessarily going to be available to like individually coach people or be the recipient to all this feedback. And people respected that. I mean, I had some friends that, you know, and I like that they reached out to me just like sending love and that was beautiful. And I sent love and appreciation back. Um, and it was really up to me, but I already set that standard that, um, you know, this is, this is my contribution and that's it. That's perfect. So it's just setting that expectation after if there's certain things that, you know, you want to put out there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be the go-to expert in that, that topic. And then the other thing, Lindsay, is, you know, when people reach out to me, I mean, I do have, you know, I'm blessed to have a team, but sometimes, you know, on social media, like you see it before your team does, um, and people can make, you know, demands or requests, whether they want to get on the phone or they want to get into all this stuff with you. And, um, you know, you just have to kind of wrap it up, shut it down. Or other times I just, I have a, I'm going to be open. I have a, imaginary team member named Amanda. And I say, Hey, yeah. Amanda, I, you know, in Selena's, you know, um, messages, I just want to get back to you. You know, she's not available take care. You know, and it feels like you don't want them to be like, Oh, so-and-so said this to me or have it. It's like, it's someone else. I mean, whether it's a man, right. I would like tell my team, like send that message. Um, yes. so just different things that you can do. You need to do what's right for you to create those boundaries and to make sure that you feel safe and people aren't entering your space in a way that's just too much for you. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. So you've given us so much amazing information um, today. I really want you to share a little bit about your special gift because I'm so grateful that you're sharing that with us today. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just so passionate about helping, you know, entrepreneurs and visionaries and people that have an impact to make in the world, get their message out there. Um, And, you know, deep down, they know that they're meant for more. They want to be, you know, in the media, they want these publicity opportunities. But the first thing they say to me is like, I don't know what to say to people, right? How do I get noticed? How do I reach out? Um, So I have a resource I think is going to be incredibly valuable. People have said like, you should be charging for this, but I'm like, no, this is meant to be freely circulated. And this is my 12 month publicity calendar. So it's actually over 40 pages um, of story ideas, dates, and special hooks to get into the media. Because one of the things that you need to understand is when the media is featuring your story, they want it to be timely. They want it to be seasonal. They want it to have some kind of like news peg, be connected to what people are talking about right now. So basically this 12 month publicity calendar will give you story ideas for every single month of the year and specific ways to get the 
attention of the media at that particular time. Now, people have used this publicity calendar not just for, you know, pitching to the media, but they've also used it for newsletter planning, for social media planning. Um, I see people printing it, sharing it with their teams. So it's an amazing tool. It's 100% free and they can get it at impactingmillions.com slash Lindsay. So L-I-N-D-S-A-Y calendar, one word, right? So impactingmillions.com slash Lindsay calendar to get their hands on their 12 month publicity calendar. And I encourage you to just go there right now, download it, um, you know, print it or just save it on your desktop. So I know it'll be a really useful tool in getting your message out there. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And I've seen that, um, the calendar in it is packed with detailed information. So this is huge. Um, so that's a blessing that you're sharing that with us and your impacting millions programs coming up. You mentioned, can you tell us when that is too? Yeah, that launches in March. The official open cart date is March 17th. And we only open up doors for a small window of time. If they do um, get the publicity calendar, they'll be on my email list. So they'll get notified on when that opens up. But yeah, I mean, it's a really beautiful program and we support people for a full year. Um, You know, the truth is like becoming that leader in your industry and impacting all these lives. It's not an overnight thing. Um, and so we love to have like this beautiful container and all the levels of support to help you get your message out there. So if people are feeling, you know, inspired to do more, to reach more people, to help more people, I do encourage that they check it out. It's, it's amazing. So thank you, Selena. And I want to leave you off on one question that I ask all of my guests, um, so if you're open for that, I'm going to ask you the question. Yes, ready? The question. Okay. <laughs> so if today was your last day, what would you want to be remembered for? If today was my last day, what I would want to be remembered for, I would say living my dream life. Um, and the reason why I, I will say this is someone asked me a question before of, um, you know, what would you put on your tombstone? It was like this exercise that we were doing in a group. And I wrote something about like, oh, you know, that she helped a lot of people, that she made an impact, that she achieved, you know, whatever it was, achieving things, helping other people. And then as I was writing, it, I was realizing that, wow, my, this message is about other people. And yes, I'm so driven to help other people. But when we think about the life, our life, the person at the center of our life should be ourselves. And I really think that the most powerful thing that we can do is to pursue our dreams, to take exquisite care of ourselves, because then we're role modeling, modeling to others that they can do the same. We put ourselves at the center um, and that by nurturing ourselves, it allows us to show up more for other people. So really, you know, taking the steps, taking, making brave decisions to live my dream life, to be in alignment for myself, I would say is the way that I would want to be remembered. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Selena. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.